0: Hey there everybody, this is Josh Rayner, editor-in-chief of DC Comics News. Are you planning on heading to Wizard World Comic-Con sometime this year? Well, we have a great deal for you. If you are planning to do so, you can get 10% off your ticket purchase by using the code DC News at checkout. That's DC. NEWS at checkout to save 10% off your tickets for Wizard World. And that's for any city that, uh, that they will be doing. So make sure you head over to www.wizardworld.com slash tickets and use the code DC News for 10% off.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the DC Comics News Podcast, episode 27. I'm your host, Joseph Marcus, uh, news editor for DCN. And I'm joined this week by Brad Filicki, news writer and reviewer for DCN. Say hello, Brad.
2: Hey,
1: everyone. All right. And we are also joined this week by Kelly Gaines, editorial writer for DCN. Say hello, Kelly. Hi, everyone all right so uh we got a lot of news this week a uh, really huge story even if you're you normally don't follow a lot of the dc world you probably heard about what's going on this week so we're going to be talking about that in just a moment we're going to have um tv uh, news we're going to have comic book news um including a couple of things that are just actually just we just heard about today um so let's go ahead and dive right into it let's jump right into the movie news and if you haven't heard, folks, then you know that Robert Pattinson, actor Robert Pattinson, has been cast, officially announced. it has been rumored, but it's officially announced now that he will be playing Batman in uh, the upcoming The Batman Movie. Um, so there's, there's that news as well. And we also heard that uh, Matt Reeves, the director, is confirming that it will be a Batman movie trilogy. And just the shooting on the movie is supposed to begin sometime uh, late this year, or no, late next year, I believe. Um, yes, first quarter, uh, or l- late next year, and the shooting will take place in London. And there's also a possibility of a couple characters, a couple characters were teased as, in terms of villains, it might be Penguin, Riddler, maybe a Catwoman. And we're going to have a Commissioner Gordon, Alfred, and maybe even a Robin sighting. So, let me go ahead and uh, ask you guys, what do you guys think? Let me start off with Brad. Brad, what do you think about just the bevy of news we got this week uh, regarding the Batman movie?
3: Okay. Uh, first of all, I, I'm i a little sick of the backlash against Robert Pattinson at this point. <laughs> okay. uh-huh. uh, I think that people got to give him a chance uh i in fact just this weekend i watched a movie he was in called good time that came out a few years ago and Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it it's on amazon prime uh he's a great he's great in it and Mm -hmm. i keep flashing back to when it was announced that Heath ledger was playing joker people had a fit and it's like i'm so i'm so done with this knee-jerk negativity when it comes to these casting and things i say give him a chance i do think that deep down he's got the talent and he's you know i think he could prove all the haters wrong uh i like the idea of a trilogy because i think that that can give them a little bit more of a room to introduce some villains and an overall arc of storyline and as far as robin goes um you know why not uh, I also heard a rumor that Cole Sprouse from Riverdale might be cast as Robin. I don't know how much hmm. credibility that has, but that would be something interesting to think about. Um, yeah, I don't
1: think I saw that one, but yeah,
3: nice. and and London, I think London could be a cool Gotham. Uh, you know, so you know, we talked on this podcast before about how Gotham can be kind of timeless, and shot in the right way. I think London can definitely be timeless and give a little twist to how we normally envision Gotham. So, yeah, I say I'm, I'm looking forward to it all. And give give Pattinson a chance.
1: <laughs> right That's on. Kelly, Kelly, yeah, Kelly, what do you think?
4: I I mean, for one, I'm very happy that we finally know something concrete about this movie. So we are, you know, definitely seeing Robert Pattinson play Batman. And I think he'll do a good job. I mean, it's rare that we see a batman who is you know the level of creepy and unsettling that i think he's really you know written as in a lot of stories and robert pattinson can definitely do creepy and unsettling he can do brooding and he you know from all of the craziness after he was in twilight he can also do that kind of you know charming sort of attractive bruce wayne side so i think it's a really good idea um as far as it being a trilogy, I am both excited and skeptical. Um, I do worry that when they try to plan something out as multiple movies instead of one, it might take away a little bit from just seeing each individual as, you know, this is a, a fully developed story that a lot of effort has gone into that is, you know, correctly written and carried out. Um, you know, so I'm a little skeptical about that. But overall, I I think it sounds like it's going to be a cool project. I just hope that they don't kind of fall into the trap of doing the same exact things over and over again.
1: Right. A uh, quick question for you guys. Um, when Christopher Nolan's original trilogy was when those movies, well, I guess when the first one was coming out, was it announced that it was going to be a trilogy or was that something that came later?
3: Oh, I don't Do remember. Do you guys remember? Uh, from what I remember, it was later.
1: It was later. Cause I'm yeah. thinking of, cause there is that scene, you know, uh, at the end of Batman Begins, where it teases Joker, um, yeah. so I don't I don't know if that was kind of like okay, well we're going to do this, announcing a trilogy beforehand rather than, okay we're going to do one movie, see how it goes, maybe do another one. I don't I don't recall exactly how that went about.
3: I thought it was to see how it goes. I, I think that that was just a cool little Easter egg where mm. if they can expand on it and bring Joker in, they could they can. But if not, then it's still a cool little thing that they threw in at the end. Luckily for all of us, <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> and
1: we got the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess for me, I think uh, you know, I'm I'm with you, Brad. The uh, you know, let's 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 give uh, Penniston a chance. I think you know, and I hate to say it, and uh, but I was one of those people that was skeptical about Heath Ledger, and I was quickly proven wrong. Uh, I wasn't typing on keyboards or anything back then. I was just kind of like, really. Um, <laughs> So so ever since then, you know, I just I, I learned to kind of just like, you know, all right, you know, just don't overreact, take it easy. Uh but yeah, I think a lot of the um you know, I've only seen the first Twilight, but that doesn't really mean much to me. That movie was like what, over ten years ago. Um you know, people change, people improve, people get better. Um, and I do believe Robert Patterson is a good actor. Um in terms of his look, in terms of his physique, I don't think that's going to be a problem. You can, um, you can bulk up easily, um, not not easily. He's going to have to put in a, a lot of work <laughs> if he wants to fill out, but he can totally do it. Um, so I'm not worried about that. I, so I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm glad it's going to be a young,
3: um,
1: you know, right. a young Batman, yeah, me which too. I know
3: I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna add that too. That I'm glad it's they're kind of going a slightly younger route.
1: Right, yeah. right, right. I like that it's going to be a young Batman. Um, kind of just, you know, I mean, some of the greatest Batman stories have kind of come when he was just starting out. Uh, and, and so I hope they kind of dive into that world, um, you know, with a new Batman. And in my understanding, it's it's kind of going to be its own trilogy. It's not really be going to be connected to like a greater DCEU uh, universe, which I'm totally fine with. I mean, just make great movies. Don't worry about, you know, making, you know, combining to make sure that it fits in with this narrative and that person's narrative so i'm fine with that and uh you know for the for the gotham i just hope that that gotham is a character um i love whether it's comics t-shirt whatever i love when the world itself when gotham itself is a character um when you can kind of see how bad things are in gotham how corrupt uh and in some places how good you know, Gotham can be. So I really hope they really dive into that, um, into that fictional world. Um, London would be great. You know, I heard, I think I saw one of the stories that uh, it might be, you know, cause Warner brothers, that's where they shot Harry Potter. So there might be, you know, some studios on the outskirts of London where they can go and just kind of build their own Gotham. So I, if they do that, that'd be pretty awesome. Um, you know, it's just the london especially with the fog coming in you know see
3: that's interesting that you're talking Mm -hmm. about building sets because i was thinking more just not you you're probably right They probably will be be sets but i was just thinking that there could be cool location shots in london itself that could make Mm -hmm. for a for a cool gotham
1: yeah because i mean um if i'm not mistaken like uh you when you look at the christopher nolan trailers you can kind of guess which cities they're in like you can see chicago um, I easily saw the parts that were in LA, but like the Dark Knight Rises, um, there's a couple places that you kind of recognize, I think it was, it was the Dark Knight where they went to Hong Kong, if I'm not mistaken,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: so there's, so there's that scene and then you kind of like, oh, you know, you have the Batman kind of going all over the world type thing. I don't know if they're going to do that, but, um, yeah, I can kind of possibly see some interior shots or, um. Just kind of building out, fleshing out uh, London, you know, with like the gargoyles and, and, and stuff, you know, that'd be pretty neat uh, to see. But again, I just hope it's really fleshed out. Um, as for the villains, I think it's great to have these kind of grounded down-to-earth villains for now. Um, Penguin and Riddler and Catwoman, possibly. Uh, I think that's great. It's a great way to start. A, you know, it, it, I think it, it would be too much to introduce a new batman and go right after a Clayface, or you know or or something you know really uh, ostentatious like that you know you know killer croc or mr freeze maybe down the line that'd be pretty cool i would love to see a a new mr freeze uh down the line but um but yeah i i I think uh things are looking up i think it's gonna be great not really tied to dcu um you guys have any more thoughts on on the trilogy before we move on or
3: just that i i agree with kelly in the fact that i'm so happy to finally learn something concrete it's like let's (laughs) let's get this moving like let's go you know um and and other than the gotham tv show i think that penguin is kind of an underused and underappreciated Mm -hmm. villain that they could use in a lot of cool ways so i really like the fact that it's
1: looking like he's going
3: to be at least one of the villains
4: yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, for Penguin, I because I, I, for me as, as someone who's a big fan of the Arkham games, uh,
0: oh, I, I, too, love, too.
1: I love love, I love, I, I love that Penguin. Yeah, I love that Penguin, and it just fits the world. I, I, again, you know, Arkham the games they throw a bunch of villains at you, but Penguin is kind of always the the street level, you know, mastermind character for a lot of the gangs that you beat up in the game and. You know, so I'm hoping in the movie it, it is very much kind of like, you know, we've already seen like Falcone and Maroni, and, you know, in previous projects. So to see Penguin kind of step into that role, I think it'd be great because he kind of, you know, straddles the two worlds of like the crying bosses and also the uh, kind of like the more, you know, fantastical villains. Um, either Penguin or like, well, Black Mask is another great one, but he's going to be in Birds of Prey. So, right, right. you know, he's he's there. So I just think they're really great villains, but, um, yeah. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about before uh, we move on? No,
3: no, no. No, I think that's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, in the end to wrap it up, just let's give Robert a chance. I think he's going to be great. Um, if it's just, I think it's going to be better. Um, Let's just let's just give it a chance. Like let's let's, <laughs> you know, it, it, I I laugh when I hear the stories of like the petitions and, you know, just outrage. You know, let's just kind of let's just see how it comes, folks. Like let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right, but uh, so moving on, um, you know, there was a Forbes article that you know that's where, where we got a lot of our information regarding this uh, Batman mo- movie coming up. But they also touched on the Supergirl movie, which um, I guess they're still working on. It's been in development for a while. And the only thing they announced, though, is that it's going to start production early uh, first quarter of 2020. Um, We don't have any news or any speculation or rumors behind who might be playing Supergirl at the moment. We don't know too much about it. But, you know, I... You know, since it's kind of come up back up in the news, you know, I thought we'd talk about it and I wanted to get your guys' take on what you would like to see in a supergirl movie and if you you know, there is also a supergirl T V show that's going on right now. So I don't know if you guys watch that and, you know, maybe what you want to see done differently. But um, let me start off with Kelly this time. Kelly, uh, what do you think about the upcoming Supergirl movie and kind of what what would you like to see and who would you cast or who would you like to see cast?
4: So I think, um, I mean, starting out, I would really like to see a Supergirl movie that focuses on developing, you know, the actual character of Kara, as opposed to, I feel like in a lot of Superman, you know, Superman, Supergirl type entertainment, we see a lot of action and a lot of like, you know, big budget effects and that sort of thing. I would much rather see a story that focuses on more of her as an individual and less of the um, you know, kind of that crazy superheroics action side, which I know sounds crazy for a mm. superhero movie, but you know, I, I think I I feel like I don't know Supergirl as a character as well as, you know, I would know someone like, say, Batman. So I would love right. to see a movie that kind of explores that a little bit more. Um, as far as casting, I have I have no idea, but I would kind of be interested in seeing a newer face. Um you know, I, I think it would be beneficial to have an actress who maybe hasn't been in as many big name, you know, movies and TV shows, just so that then we really are seeing, you know, and I, I know in the past we've mentioned the Ben Affleck as Batman. And, you know, yes, in a lot of ways he did a very good job, but I do kind of, I'm I'm wary when it's a name attached to a character that, you know, maybe that name is better known for something else. And I mean, we do see the same thing with Robert Pattinson. But at the same time, you know, most people know him for, he was in that vampire movie 10 years ago. Not a lot of people know him from more recent things. So if not a newer face, then I think at the very least someone who maybe hasn't been that far at the forefront for a little bit. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Brad, Brad, what are your thoughts?
4: Yeah,
3: I agree completely with thinking that an unknown should play the role. Uh, Fresh face, like, you know, like Kelly was saying, you don't associate the actor with any other roles. Um, and we've seen that play out with Superman, you know, pretty much down the line with, you know, nobody really knew Brandon Ross. Uh, Harry, Henry Cabo wasn't really all that well known. So I think getting someone that we don't know is, is definitely the route to go. Um, and, I, yeah, I, I would say, too, that that it would be a good to have uh, a story focused on her and her development. Um Even though the Supergirl series has done that, it would be nice, I think, in a tighter format of like an hour and a half, two hour movie. So, yeah. And I think that it's showing that DC's doing, playing it, not safe, but going with what they've had successes with. Rather than doing another Superman movie, they're doing a Supergirl movie. And they can have success with that, like they did with Aquaman, who isn't quite as well known or. There's not so much associate not so much baggage associated with the character of Supergirl as there is, as there is, say, Superman. So, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm for this. I'm, you know, as we said with Batman, I just want more information. I want the production <laughs> to get underway. You know, let's give us, give us some more news.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, little by little, we're getting it. And um, for me, I think uh, the the things I find really interesting, and, and we're going to touch a little bit about it. Uh, later on in the in the uh, podcast, but the things that I really liked about uh, Supergirl is that she still has a connection to Krypton. Um, it wasn't like you know when Superman you know he came as a baby. She was a child, uh, relatively. Depends on which you know which which uh, stories we're following here. She's had a couple different uh, you know origins, um, but I really like the the one where it's like she remembers Krypton and so she still has a kind of uh i I don't know how to quite put it but she has a connection still to to krypton even though she's on this world now um and there is a sense of longing and again and a sense of of being lost and i know some of the uh comic books have touched on that kind of that you know a little bit of that anger that frustration um you know they always keep her you know as a superhero you know she you know For the most part, I mean, there's a couple of stories where she's gone bad, you know, the Red Lantern series and and all that. Um, But for the most part, she's kind of, you know, she's just different than Superman. She's different than Kal-El. She's very much her own, you know, her own character. And I would love to see the movie kind of just take a step away from, you know, Superman. Oh, she know, you know, maybe not even know that they're cousins or whatever. Introduce her as kind of like this character is kind of completely on her own. And just just sees the world differently that, than uh, than Superman does in terms of casting. I have no idea. I would love to see a fresh face, uh, someone young again, because when, when you get someone young, you can get um, you know you can get them attached for like a series of movies, a trilogy or whatever. Um, but yeah, I would like to see kind of that uh, you know that other side, kind of like a bit of a you know darker side to uh, Supergirl. Um, you know one thing, I, one thing I would throw out though is I'm very curious to see what kind of costume design they, they, they do for her um, because we've kind of always seen the, um, the skirt and um, there's a couple of variations like from the animated series with you know the white top and things like that I would kind of like to see something I don't know just a bit more I don't know aggressive maybe a, a more aggressive look from her if that makes sense to kind of tie in that whole, you know, feeling of loss, of, you know, losing Krypton and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know what you guys think. You guys w- would prefer a more aggressive Supergirl or kind of still the, uh, like, the, the, the girly version of Supergirl? What, what do you guys think? I, th-
3: I think that I'm okay with the aggressive Supergirl. I don't necessarily need a dark Supergirl. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know if the dark with the superman supergirl cast of characters really works as well so she can be aggressive but i don't i, I don't need it to be dark and brooding. i kind of want it larger than life and bright and in your face
1: oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah 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 i'm not talking about like the look or anything but i'm just saying like maybe she's a bit more um i don't know i guess uh a little bit more aggressive than than superman would you know i, I guess that's what i'm trying to get at <laughs>
4: Yeah, and I I think I'd also like to see, because you guys mentioned, you know, that there are storylines where she remembers Krypton, I would really, you know, want to see something where she's kind of dealing with that, um, you know, what's basically an identity as an immigrant more so than, you know, because Superman came over as a baby, he doesn't necessarily remember or have that kind of fondness for his home that she might. So it would be really interesting, and especially, you know, if we're going to look at it as some sort of social commentary, even just what you know that transition would be from horizon from her perspective not only being from another place but being a whole other kind of person mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah yeah no i think that'd be awesome
3: absolutely it could definitely <laughs> be they could turn it into definitely a timely story because even if it's 2021 i still think we're going to be dealing with a lot of these same right a lot of these same issues for sure so yeah, yeah could, i would definitely be a cool route to go
1: yeah, that's kind of what I was touching at. Like, I, I would love to see kind of that played up a little bit, um, because again, her, her, she's she is different than Superman. So I hope they really show that off. You know, yeah. you know, her own character. Like, don't please don't do female Superman. Just please make <laughs> you know Kara Danvers, you know, her own character. That's 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 all I really want. All right, um, let's go ahead and, and move on here and. Uh, and here's another story that really caught my interest. I'm really excited about this one. But uh, as as you may or may not know, we have a uh, Avera DuVernay. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Um, but she's attached to the New Gods movie that's in development. She's scheduled to direct. And she kind of tweeted out some interesting uh, news and images this week of her hanging out with uh, writer Tom King. And if you know Tom King, he's currently writing... Uh, the current run of the uh, the main Batman title, um, as well as just having uh, one in Eisner for his work alongside Mitch Gerards on Mr. Miracle um, character. Very important to the new gods uh, universe. Um, I'm definitely very excited. Um, but I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Uh, Brad, what do you think about this news of Tom King kind of uh, co-writing with uh, Ava DuVernay?
3: Uh, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm such an optimist. Um, but I, I, I really always think yeah. I've <laughs> always I've always loved Tom King's writing. Uh
2: mm-hmm.
3: I think and as far as I know, he's never written anything for the screen or for film. Uh so seeing what he could do in that it would be really great. And I think those those characters fit well with his writing style and the things that he can bring into it. So I can't wait to see even if it turns out that his script is not the one they end up going with. I hope that it will exist at least somewhere out on
1: the internet that we can read it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Kelly, Kelly, what are your thoughts on this news?
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I loved his Mr. Miracle run. And Mm. if anything, I was the new gods were never, you know, never a team that I was that interested in growing up. You know, I, I, just I, I guess just didn't really focus on them at all. But since reading his Mr. Miracle Run, I've been so much more into them. Um, you know, especially his relationship with Barda and all of that. So if he can bring that same, you know, it, it takes a lot to get me interested in a new thing, and if he can get that same kind of energy into the movie, um, you know, that that would be amazing. And I think as long as he has that same kind of core understanding of the characters, then. Any script he writes should be amazing.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so I am a huge fan of the New Gods. Uh, I, it, I I'm a huge Kirby fan, and to see you know his creations, you know, finally get an opportunity to end up on screen. Um, hopefully, done well. You know, you know, we did have Steppenwolf in Justice League, but that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see the New Gods. Uh, I'm definitely curious to see what kind of approach they're going to take, if it's going to be a, hey, let's introduce everybody to the entire world of the new gods, or kind of take a, a smaller approach with, like they did with Mr. Miracle, where it's like, it's a very intimate story of, you know, Big Barda uh, and, and you know, and Mr. Miracle, and, you know, having and raising a child, and dealing with like day-to-day issues and i and you know i think that was a big part of what we saw uh that made that book great that mr miracle run from tom king so i'm kind of curious to see which way they're going they're going to take um i don't know who they're going to get to to star in um but i'm kind of curious because i saw and I saw that uh, Duvernay was actually a big fan of Big Barda, and you know, and not not to, not to get you know, I don't want to get too political or anything here, but I could see, and you you know, I'm just throwing this out there. You can you can bet on you, you know, you can say I'm wrong or not, but I could see Duvernay just kind of maybe giving the role of Big Barda, you know, to a, you know a black actress or you know a person of color, and I would totally be cool with that. To be quite honest with you, I. I would love to see that. I think that would work. I think even maybe a high father uh, type character would also work. Um, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. And I know there's going to be people that are, you know, they're going to, you know, moan if that happens. But I would love to see something like that. And I think it would really work uh, for those characters and maybe for the movie as a whole, depending like how intimate uh, you want to get with that. So You know, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that or, you know, anybody you'd like to see cast?
3: I don't know about who I'd like to see cast, but I think that you are totally right. And I think that that is probably casting choices like that. That's probably very likely that 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 will happen. And if people really have a problem with that, my God, what is (laughs) what is wrong with society? I mean, seriously. Um, But yeah, I, I, I think that's that would probably be a likely scenario.
4: Yeah. And I mean, I think especially just the visual design, and I know for a kid it was something that drove me nuts in the, uh, I think it was Justice League Unlimited that she was in, um, that her design is so close to Wonder Woman that I think they should go a different direction visually with casting, because if they go for just the tall, you know, dark hair, um, it's then, you know, pretty much the two main women in the DC films are going to be that same tall woman dark hair you know it's i i think it would make sense for them to go a little bit left with the casting i think that'd be cool
1: yeah i was actually thinking about it when i was reading the story and i was thinking about this like i was thinking of like it'd be great to kind of see like an aisha tyler type um
2: oh yeah
3: i can totally, oh, yeah, I can <laughs> totally see that that's that's she's yeah,
1: but, but, it, but again, it depends on, like, what kind of... Because, you know, like Aisha Tyler, you know, she's a bit older. But, you know, she can definitely play a mom. But if you're going to go with, like, young people and introducing the world, um, maybe they might go in a different direction. But, you know, I'm a big fan of Aisha Tyler. Um, and, you know, and she's tall. And, you know, she can definitely just dwarf over... She dwarfs over a lot of guys. So I can totally see her, you know... Yeah, she's. And, and,
3: yeah, mm-hmm. she's a fan of this culture, but you know she's a fan of comics, and you know that seems like a match made in heaven.
1: Yeah, I mean we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and move on here uh, to the kind of the I'm going to put this the what was left on the floor, if you will, or basically we're talking about Man of Steel too, and the idea that Matthew Vaughn had for a sequel for, uh, you know, the Man of Steel uh, 2. And he talked about how he wanted to do something um, different. Um, obviously, every, every, every director kind of wants to do something like that. But they kind of always wanted to touch on maybe focusing more on Krypton, uh, if you will, based on, like, some of the ideas that he had. Uh, and at first when I heard that, I was thinking there's a TV show already based on Krypton. So I don't know how that might work now. Um, but let me get, get your guys' take on that. What, what do you guys think of kind of the uh, the scrapped plans that for Man of Steel 2? Um, let me go ahead and start with Brad. Brad, what, what, do, you, what do you think about this story? Uh,
3: well, I think that um, just in general, I think it's okay to put Superman on the shelf movie-wise for a little bit mm-hmm. because we've got so much cool stuff from dc coming up with these characters that maybe aren't quite as known as well that uh i mean birds of prey suicide squad Two, i mean all this all this stuff so it's okay to leave him on the shelf um he's not going anywhere there's there'll be another superman movie mm-hmm. even if we have to wait um and as far as you know the the more of it taking place on Krypton, um, that's cool, but are they going to use kind of Zack Snyder's vision of Krypton from the Man of Steel, or is it going to be kind of, uh, you know, a whole new envisioning of it? Like, what that's that would be my question as far as the Krypton stuff goes,
1: mm. mm-hmm. yeah. Kelly, go ahead,
4: yeah. I think, um, you know, I, I totally agree with Brad that it's not the end of the world for them to kind of hang up Superman for a little bit. And honestly, I think it's a good idea to scrap that. I was kind of hoping that there'd be a bit of a break before we see another, you know, live action Superman. Um, I mean, at this point, it almost kind of feels like we're beating him with a stick because it just it there's nothing really new that I've seen come out of, uh, you know, these live action portrayals of him. So I would love to see it picked up again when it's coming from a place of not. You know, we need another Superman movie, but more of somebody has a really fantastic idea that's going to do something new for the character and then to build from there. um
3: yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, yeah. So I, I have no problem with uh, them putting that away for a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I'm just, I'm just saying, both, uh, you know, we can kind of, we don't need a Superman movie. I mean, we would love to have a Superman movie, but we don't. Desperately need one at the moment. Maybe there's some people out there that are like that, but you know, I'm not mm-hmm. one of them. Um, my only thing with reading the story is that I think they originally proposed the idea of having uh, Superman and kal growing up on Krypton, and again, this kind of touches on where you know what I mentioned earlier with with regards to Supergirl. I think that fundamentally changes the character to have uh superman grow up into adulthood on krypton yeah
3: that changes um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah
1: yeah i i think to me the uh especially as someone who kind of grew up on the coast the idea of superman and growing up in kansas in the midwest part of this country you know to me that's very important that's where he got a lot of his values from growing up out there and i've always been fascinating by that i've always Enjoyed seeing kind of like the Smallville version of Superman, just him growing up, you know, learning from um, from Jonathan Kent, from the Kents, from both right. of them.
3: Right. Yeah, exactly. Because that yes. I think that's just as important. It's not just the fact that he grew up in the Midwest in Kansas, it's the fact that he had Jonathan and Martha to instill this these heroic principles in him. That's yeah, every bit as important as the geography. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because it would be like you know if Batman's parents were killed, but when he's an adult, like yeah. I think that fundamentally changes the character. Um, yeah. We might not even have a Batman by that point. Um, so I'm kind of glad they didn't use that idea because uh, I think it just it really alters uh, Superman. And again, it that to me sounds more of like the Supergirl, like you know being able to remember Krypton. That's that's kind of her storyline.
2: Um, yeah. So
1: I'm glad I'm glad it never got used, but. Yeah, go go ahead, Kelly. You want to see something?
4: Oh, no, I, I agree. Um, it would take something fundamental out of his character to take away that, uh, you know, the Smallville small background. So, um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you guys. I think it's better that they, you know, leave Supergirl having grown up on Krypton and uh, Superman just here in the Midwest in Kansas. I'm perfectly fine with that.
1: yeah. Um, Okay, so let's go ahead and and move on to our next story, which is we finally got a trailer for The Kitchen. Um, And if you're not familiar with The Kitchen, The Kitchen is uh, a, if I recall, it was a miniseries that came out of the DC Vertigo uh, lineup. Um, I had heard about The Kitchen before, but I wasn't too familiar with the story. So watching the trailer, kind of not knowing what it was about uh, was fairly interesting. But um i definitely really enjoyed it but i you know before i dive too much into it um let me ask you guys what did you guys think about this trailer did you read the comic uh beforehand um let me start with kelly kelly did you have a chance to read the comic uh the kitchen before uh, the trailer came out or this movie was announced
4: no actually i'd never heard of it so watching the trailer was a complete surprise from start to finish but i really enjoyed it it looks like it's going to be a great movie um, you know, yes, yeah, so I, I have nothing but high hopes for it. I hope it's amazing. Mm. All
1: right. Brad, what did, you, what did you think?
4: I I love the trailer.
3: Uh, I really like the casting, too. Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish in what seems like more dramatic than comedy, even though there is some comedy elements. I think that having those two in more of a dramatic role is going to be very interesting to watch. Even though we did get to see Melissa McCarthy last year, and uh, I hope you never forgive me, but seeing her expanding on that is great. This interesting, interesting casting choices. And Elizabeth Moss, you can't go wrong. I mean, <laughs> she's, she's pretty good in everything. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I was kind of blown away by the trailer. And any trailer that uses paint it black has my approval. So. <laughs> <laughs> <You're right on.
1: laughs> yeah, I, I Yeah, after watching the trailer, and again, I, I haven't read, I think I might actually have the first issue, but I don't, you know, I I haven't read it. Um, I'll have to double check. But, yeah, I didn't know what it was about and going into this trailer and just seeing, you know, again, it's just a great casting. These great, you know, women just like seeing Melissa McCarthy, like, you know, just going really dark and, you know, just Elizabeth Moth just pointing guns. And and, I mean, it's got Comet. (laughs) I love Comet it's got common yeah. in there oh yeah, yeah
3: yeah yeah
1: you know common i'm just, again i'm just gonna throw it out he's my choice for uh, john stewart for the green lantern corps but that's that's a whole other thing but <laughs> you know i'm definitely excited to see this movie i think this is like one of those movies where you can definitely like kind of you know hey do you want to see the new dc movie you can kind of show it off to like your, you know your cat, you know your friends that are don't really follow this stuff and they're like hey you know check out this movie and like oh by the way it's based on a comic they'll be like what you yeah. know kind of helps them to kind of open up their minds a little bit to you know what comic books can be um i think that'd be pretty neat um I, you know i actually don't have the date i think it's august, it's uh, august 9th which is august surprising
3: 9th. to me i thought it would be pushed back to the fall because it seems like it's a small window to release a trailer you know so i was that just kind of stuck out to me i thought it was going to be september or october but no august 9th so it's pretty awesome before you know it
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think I remember seeing, you know, because uh, I, I get Entertainment Weekly and, you know, they did they did their whole summer movie lineup. I think I saw this movie in there, but I wasn't sure. I'll have to go back and check that yeah, out. Yeah, but... that's
3: true. Yeah, I, I have a subscription, too, and I don't remember seeing that, but, yeah.
1: It's... I feel like I did, but, yeah, again, I'll have yeah, to double check. Yeah. There's um, some,
3: I mean, there's, like, 143 movies that they cover in that, so it's kind of hard <laughs> to remember every single
1: one. Oh, you have to remember every single <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <have flash> <laughs> this is the business that we're in folks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta keep up on everything pop culture oh, yeah. um, No, but yeah, definitely uh, looking forward to it um, And uh, to wrap up our our uh, movie coverage here real quick um, We're just going to touch lightly on uh, We have Eiji uh, Selba, who as you remember was after Will Smith left the Suicide Squad sequel Idris Elba came in and it was rumored that he would take on Deadshot. And then we found out that he wasn't playing Deadshot. He might be playing a completely different character. And now we're getting rumors that that character that he might be playing would be Bronze Tiger. Um, So I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. Let me start off with Brad. Brad, what do you think about Idris Elba possibly be playing Bronze Tiger? I think that's
3: definitely the most obvious choice of possibilities of characters that he could be so that that didn't surprise me at all uh you know and i think i've said this before too is like no matter what character he's going to play he's going to do a great job so Mm -hmm. you know bring it on but yeah i I do think bronze tigers and uh a very good and obvious choice yeah
4: yeah
1: Yeah, go go ahead kelly go
4: ahead oh no i i think he um he's wonderful in everything i've ever seen him in um include there's some weird commercial i keep seeing with him in it where he's singing in a little kid's voice and even in that he's just always fabulous (laughs) so (laughs) i i think bronze tiger would be a great role for him I'm i'm glad that he's going to be in suicide squad i believe it's confirmed that he's at least in it right or
1: yeah 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 yeah, i think
4: that that's yeah i think that's (laughs) Yeah, so then as, you know well he he's was in, in talks in he was in sure.
1: talks to be in suicide squad but you know and un, un, until they confirm what character he's in that's i think that's when they'll officially confirm Is yeah. in the movie
4: i mean i'm i'm excited i'm glad that he i'm glad that he'll be taking on any role and if it is bronze tiger then that's absolutely perfect for him so i am 100 percent for it
1: you know it, it, let me follow up with you guys for here because you know, when I when I saw this story, I, I, you know, I was kind of in the same boat with Brad, like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but then I didn't really. I, I, I had to think about it and just be like, okay, well, why does it make so much sense, considering not that many people know who Bronze Tiger is. And when I think about, like, the Suicide Squad and, like, the characters that they've been announcing, like, Polka Dot Man, Ratcatcher, like, really, you know, for lack of a better term, random characters from the DCU, I kind of making this little like motley crew of characters in this movie you know it kind of makes sense for bronze tiger to be in there but then at the same time i was also like i wonder if this has anything to do with the success of black panther um and maybe trying to do something similar to that you know i hope not but you never know obviously with movie studios you know they always tend to copy what's you know successful um so i don't know like what do you guys think like what what like, why did it seem so appropriate that Iggy Solo would play Bronze Tiger?
3: Well, for me, maybe I maybe I just read too many comics and play too many video games. <laughs> There's no because, such thing.
2: There's no such thing. Yeah,
3: <laughs> because I don't look at Bronze Tiger as being as obscure as a rat Catcher or a Polka Dot Man. Okay. Um, you know, we were talking about the Arkham games before, and he was uh, he was a character in the. Um, if you played the handheld uh, Arkham game that came out like on the, yes, he was a character in that and things like that. So in my mind, he was a little more well-known. So it makes sense to at least have a few of those characters that are a a little more Mm well-known to, you know, to bring in people into the theaters and then you introduce them to
1: Ratcatcher and polka right. well, well i mean those games really introduce you to like a lot <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah
3: absolutely that was one of my favorite things about
1: them but you know that's yeah it touches even if they're not physically like you don't see them on a the screen there are hints of like characters um that exist in this world and they will give you a lot of background in that um yeah for bronze tiger i think the only story i'm really familiar with 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 him is the uh The Tom King early on they had the uh, I forget it was like I am suicide or I am Bane um, storyline very early on in the Tom King's run Um, but he was part of that uh, kind of like that random team that uh, they broke into uh, Bane's like island prison Um, so that was kind of like my first introduction to Bronze Tiger um So I kind of see that like, oh, okay, like you kind of get an idea of what this character is about. I don't know too much about him besides that. But, you know, again, you know, we'll see. Hopefully they announce this soon and, you know, we can go ahead and uh, start getting excited, even more excited, really, for Suicide Squad 2. And with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the uh, movie news. And we're going to jump into the TV and streaming news in just a moment. But first, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors.
0: Hey there, everybody. This is Josh Rayner, editor-in-chief of DC Comics News. Are you planning on heading to Wizard World Comic Con sometime this year? Well, we have a great deal for you. If you are planning to do so, you can get 10% off your ticket purchase by using the code DCNEWS at checkout. That's D C N E W S at checkout to save 10% off your tickets for Wizard World. And that's for any city that uh that they will be doing. So make sure you head over to www.wizardworld.com/tickets and use the code DCNEWS for 10% off. Back to you, guys.
1: Alright, and we're back, and we're going to go ahead and jump into the TV and streaming news for this week. And the first up, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Swamp Thing. Um, if you guys saw, there was a new trailer that came out this week. Um, but if by the time you're hearing this, the first episode of Swamp Thing uh, will also be out. Uh, before we dive too much into, into that, though, just quick announcement. We're going to announce that a uh, michael beach actor michael beach who played uh i believe i don't remember his name but it was black Manta's father in the aquaman movie
2: um
1: he will be playing nathan ellery a venture capitalist who's kind of tied into you know the world of uh, murray uh, louisiana which is where swamp thing takes place um so let me get you know let me get ask you guys first. uh, What did you guys think about the trailer? How hyped are you to watch this show? And yeah, just what do you guys think of the upcoming show? Let me go ahead and start with Kelly this time. Kelly, are you excited to see Swamp Thing?
4: Oh, absolutely. I love Swamp Thing. And from the trailers, it looks like it'll be a really good show. I like the idea that they're messing around with um, you know, kind of the horror elements of these superhero stories it seems like a lot lately because I mean if if we think back to when a lot of these stories were actually getting popular horror comics were a really you know more of a I'd say more commonplace than we tend to hear about them today um especially even going back into like the the 50s and 40s horror comics were you know a really big thing so I like the idea that they're taking the elements of Swamp Thing that are more sci-fi and a little bit more terrifying and using them um you know, my, my hope would be that it's all done well and it isn't just kind of jump scares for the sake of jump scares. But um yeah, no, I, I think it looks like it'll be a really good show. I'm excited to see it.
1: Yeah. Brad, what what do you think? Are you excited for Swamp? Yeah, me too. In fact, I, I
3: might try to watch that first episode uh, before I go to bed tonight, once we're done recording. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I've been excited for it for a while and I, I totally agree with Kelly that you know i i've loved what i've seen with what they're doing with the tone and bringing it back to kind of the the character's roots because it seems like you know when the character first came out it was it was kind of like a character from the ec comics that was given his own series and since then it's just taken on a life of its own and uh you know it's it's a character i think that's very tied to those horror roots so and that really kind of dark atmosphere which so far seems like it really has so yeah I can't wait to uh, can't wait to watch it and judging by you know DC's other series that they have it's gonna be good I mean uh, Doom Patrol has been great Uh, Titans was great so I kind of have high expectations
1: yeah um, yeah I mean the DC streaming service I mean these shows are I mean I've mentioned it before, but I, I, Doom Patrol might be my favorite superhero show ever. Um,
2: oh. And I've,
1: I, I, yeah, and I've, I've wrapped that up. Like um, I, I finished the complete season. Um, and but you know, and so it's kind of cool that you know we just wrapped up Doom Patrol and now we get to jump into something completely different, almost like a palate cleanser, if you will. Um, I was able to watch the first episode. You know, you know, by the time you're listening to this, folks, the first episode's already out. Um, I don't want, I'm not going to touch on the spoilers, but I do want to get you guys kind of a little bit excited, uh, to go watch this. Um, Kelly did touch on the horror roots and it definitely has that, um, with the way it's shot, with the music, with the things in the background, definitely has horror elements. It actually has, um, and I won't say again, I'm not spelling anything, but there is one particular, uh, scene that reminds me of one of my favorite Horror movies of all time, which is the thing. John Carpenter's the thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I I adore that movie. I love that movie. And there's one scene where I'm watching it, and I'm like, "This is <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is insane. This is as- this is absolutely insane." Um. So yeah, if you get a chance, you know, definitely watch it tonight. As soon as you're done with this podcast, go and watch it. Um, you're gonna have a great time. Again, it's only the first episode, so it's just, it sets up a lot of things, but... Um, That's my yeah. only
3: complaint with that streaming service is that I... You can't I'm binge. such a sucker for bingeing. I <laughs> hate having to wait a week between yeah. episodes. I just want to watch the whole thing now.
1: You know, I kind of did that with Doom Patrol, too. Like, there were times where I watched maybe... I would wait, like watch like, two or three episodes at a time. Um, yeah, and, and I think I've watched four episodes in a row right before the ending and then i had to wait for the ending and i was like oh it's killing me (laughs) that's 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 the worst but um yeah again if you haven't seen either of these shows definitely go check them out uh but yeah it's one thing and you know it's just it's just warms my heart really when you watch the title screen and you see len wines and bernie wrightson's names on there it just it it just warms my heart and it just you know, and they've, they've you know, they've, they've passed away and, you know, they didn't get to see this, but it's just so great to see their work, you know, just kind of brought to life and brought to life so well, really, and really adopting the tone of it. So definitely you guys go watch, go watch that as soon as we're done here. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and move on um, to some more uh, DC TV news. Um, we're going to go into the world of The Flash. Uh where uh, apparently it seems like there might be a bit of setup. And, you know, again, there's if you're not caught up on the show, just there's a little bit of a, a small spoiler here at the end of season five where it was revealed that a, there was a file that was handed to, uh, you know, Ralph uh, Dibny of uh, a Sue Dearborn. And if you're familiar with the comics, Sue Dearborn eventually becomes Sue Dibny, uh, the elongated man's wife. Um... So I kind of wanted to touch on uh, this a little bit, see get you guys' thoughts considering. And I had to do a little bit of research in this because I couldn't quite remember. But uh, the Disneys feature prominently in terms of the events revolving the identity crisis uh, run of comics. So do you guys see possibly, you know, them going down that path, or what do you expect to see from the flashback? Uh, yeah. So uh, let me go ahead and start with Brad. Brad, what do you what do you think could be coming down the line here
3: I don't it, it's hard to have Ralph without sue um, even though the the events of identity crisis were super super dark and uh, yeah yeah I, I don't think that the flash will go that way but I like the idea of introducing her because like I said it's it's hard to have a Ralph without sue and Ralph on the flash always struck me as one of those characters they introduced at first I thought Oh, maybe it'll be like a one or two episode thing, and you know, just a for the fans, a little Easter egg having Ralph in there. But then I think you know that the audience liked him so much they decided to write him in as more of a regular character. So it's fun to watch them expand on that by bringing in Sue. So yeah, but I, I think it'll be more uh, definitely lighter than what we've seen in the comics,
4: or at least yeah. in Identity Crisis.
1: Right. Kelly, what are your thoughts?
4: I mean, I I hope Brad's right. I hope that, because I I would love to see Sue, and I I think they're a fantastic couple. But I really hope that if they bring her into the show, they take a different, you know, a a totally new path than what happened in Identity Crisis. Um, I think that would be, I, I didn't like it when I read it, so I would hate to see it redone again in any capacity. I would rather just, you know, give, let them be a happy couple. Let them have, you know, if they have a sad or, you know, tragic ending, let it be one that the characters, I feel, you know, not necessarily deserve. But don't give them an ending that's going to kind of make the entire, I don't know, the entire buildup of the two of them feel just so sad and, right. and misplaced. So you know, I, I hope they use her, and if they do, I really hope that they have something else planned for her.
1: Yeah, because you know, uh, with identity crisis, there is a it does touch on it uses a, the old trope of as they call it the uh, the girlfriend in the refrigerator, you know, and yeah, and, yeah, and so there that trope is involved in the identity crisis. I, can, I I can see w- w- what you, what you mean there. Just kind of, you know, we've kind of I like to think we've kind of grown up. A little bit from the, from those <laughs> kinds of storytellings. I mean who knows <laughs> not everybody has but you know I, I can totally uh, you know I agree I can totally see you know I would like to see something different um and it really is a challenge like it's a challenge to anybody uh that's working on this like okay we've we've seen identity crisis we know that storyline but can you guys mix it up can you do something different and I think that's something good to strive for is doing something different from like the books like you touch on it but you know, show us something new. And that's kind of yeah. really
3: off the whole tone of the show going so far, far. in that direction, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. I
3: think that's something to consider, too. So.
1: Yeah. 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 It's yeah, a good point. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, move on here to our next story. And we have this story relates to the upcoming Batwoman series that so will be coming out later this year in the fall. And uh, actress I uh, let me see uh turn up her name Rachel Scaston Scatston? Oh, I'm butchering that my apologies. <laughs> um, Rachel Skatston, who will be playing Alice from the uh, the Alice um I f- I forgot what, the Wonderland Gang. It was the Alice from the Wonderland gang from the from the comics. Um, she is expected to be the quote unquote big bad uh, for this upcoming season and apparently uh, she's also uh, the one of Cat Kane Cat Kane who play who is Batwoman it's twin sister so that's kind of what they're teasing you know with this upcoming season so i wanted to get your guys thoughts on you know on this uh, on, you know on this revelation and how excited you guys are for Batwoman and what do you hope you know comes from this uh, Kelly let me start with you uh, Uh, how excited are you for Batwoman and seeing Alice as the big bad?
4: I am very excited. It looks like it's going to be fantastic. Um, You know, Ruby Rose definitely seems like an actress who's up for the job of playing Batwoman. Um, And as far as Alice goes, I mean, that is a fascinating villain to have. And, you know, to see them play off each other if they choose to, you know, go with the sibling route and to know that you know, that Kate's not her biggest issue. Kate's not the biggest thing that she's concerned about, which almost makes it, because, you know, when we see other Gotham heroes, like, you know, even Batman, he's the focus of his villains most of the time. So to see mm-hmm. a superhero who's kind of like, hey, I'm you know, I'm stopping you, even if, you know, that, that head-to-head clash isn't the goal, I think will be really interesting, and especially... Um, you know, to see kind of this new take on Gotham, I think it'd be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm excited. All
1: right, and then Brad, Brad what are you, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, I don't know if you guys had a chance to read *Elegy*, uh, the Batwoman. Like, uh, it was like one of the first volumes. Uh, it was Jeff Johns, I believe, and no, Alice I'm was the main. No. Yeah, Alice was the main villain. So when I heard that they were making the TV show. I was hoping that they would use that kind of a source material and the fact that they're bringing Alice in as a character seems that that's kind of where they're going with this. So, uh, that makes me excited.
1: Elegy, you said that was the name of the, yeah. The run? yeah. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Um, I think, for I think for me, I, again, it goes back into what I touched on earlier, which I think, because I watched the crossover with Batwoman on the, in the Arrowverse, um, I watched that episode and I think again kind of what was missing was that feeling of like Gotham being very much It's own its own character. Um, so I really hope that comes through as for Alice, you know being a main villain again I think it's kind of really neat that They're starting off with again, like the kind of like the street level um crime bosses I I think that's always a good place to start when it comes to like the bat family of characters Especially when you're introducing them in live-action, you know scenarios just having it a little bit grounded before you start introducing like the really You know outrageous, um, I don't wanna say outrageous, but more, you know out there uh, characters, so having Alice and having this connection to You know cat Kane as uh, you know as his twin sister, but also just not being the focus like what Kelly was saying um, I think it'd be pretty awesome and uh yeah, I guess I'm, I'm definitely going to go check out this Elegy uh, book because I'm curious to see um, if the show is going to be related to that or not. Um, but, yeah, but with that, um, that kind of wraps up our TV streaming service. And um, we're going to go ahead and take uh, another quick break um, to hear from our sponsors.
2: This is Seth Singleton from DC Comics News, here to tell you about the Spinner Rack, Each and every week, DC Comics publishes so many great books, it can be hard to decide where to invest your time and money. And that's where The Spinner Rack comes in. The Spinner Rack is my honest attempt to rate, review, score the top five books from DC Comics each and every week. How can you listen? It's easy. All you have to do is go to your favorite platform, subscribe to DC Comics News Podcasts, and wait for the new episode to load up. Join me each and every week as I sift through the best from DC Comics and pick my top five books. Can't wait to share them with you and to hear your scores when you share them with us, right here on the DC Comics News Podcast.
1: Alright, and we're back and now that we're back, we're gonna go ahead and jump into comic book news uh, We love talking about movies. We all talk about TV, but we love talking about comic books because that is Our home base for many of us if you will and so we're going to dive into the the uh, recently announced lineup uh, and under the DC Inc. label. And if you're not familiar with the DC Inc. label, it is a, a series of, uh, of books that are related, that are kind of more towards young adults. Um, but let's be honest, we're all going to read these. Um, <laughs> that, that's not going to hold us back. Um, we saw actually something that's actually been been seen lately that's really cool is we're seeing kind of trailers of uh, motion comics for motion comic trailers for a lot of these titles. And we just got one for Raven. And Raven is going to be written by Cami Garcia, and it, the artist will be Gabriel Piccolo. And that is expected Piccolo. Piccolo. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just butchering names like crazy this podcast. <laughs>
2: um,
1: I'm gonna say Piccolo because it sounds a little bit more Italian, Piccolo. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: and we're going to, and we know for sure that it's gonna come out July second. That will be the uh, Raven book comes out then. Um that's not the only series, there's actually several. Um, there's, there's gonna be a Beast Boy title, um, one with regards to Nightwing. There is a Shadow of the Batgirl, which has me super excited because I absolutely adore Batgirl. If you know me well, you know I am a huge Batgirl fan. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see that. Um, uh, see, so we got Raven, we have a Beast Boy, we have one book called The Oracle Code, written by Oh, my goodness. Mar- Mariki Nichkamp. Um That's going to be coming up. That The art by Manuel Pretano. Um, we have Gotham High. Um, written by Melissa de la Cruz. And art by Thomas Petilli. Um, this is a Shadow of the Batgirl book. That is written by Sarah Kuhn. Um, art by Nikhil Go. And The Lost Carnival. A Dick Greasing graphic novel. That is written by Michael Mor... Morakai, Morit, oh my god, I'm sorry again. <laughs> uh, Sa- and the art is by Sas Millage. I swear I'm going to try to learn these names and get better <laughs> at them. Folks, bear with me. Thank you so much cool. for your patience. But yeah, we have all these books. Um, let me start off with Kelly because I know I definitely want to touch on Brad because um, he was in the room when these books were announced. But Kelly, like, what did you think about this trailer and um, what's coming up down the pipeline?
4: It looks fantastic. Um, I... And it's odd because normally I don't have a lot of opinions on the artwork as much as the, you know, the writing, but I actually really, really enjoy uh, Gabriel Piccolo, Piccolo's work. Mm -hmm. Um, I I used to see, uh, I think it was Modern Teen Titans or Young Teen Titans, it was this whole series that he did of, you know, just drawings that I used to see on social media a lot, Um, and they're fantastic. I mean, I, I had a few of them as my phone background for a while. So to see him actually get to work on a Teen Titans book when he's been drawing them for so long is is amazing. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm excited for the new Raven title. I didn't particularly enjoy um, the last Raven books that I've read. So I, I think it was Marv That's- Wolfman's run. I think I, I got a little bit bored, so I'm hoping... You know, even if this is for a younger audience, that it's you know really well done. I'm I'm excited to see it.
1: All right. Well, Brad, you were actually in the room when a lot of these titles were announced at BookCon. So, you know, what what can you tell us about about these books?
3: Yeah. Cami um, Garcia was a lot of the DC panels. They, DC had a pretty big presence at BookCon because they were pushing the uh, the Ink, Zoom, and Black Label lines. Mm-hmm. and there is a lot of ya fans that go to book and i think that dc is smart by getting these writers that are known for the ya world to come in and write these stories uh and cammy garcia is a good choice she she loved the characters she kind of has a dark spin on things uh and like you know piccolo or however you want to pronounce his name uh (laughs) was a big fan and she was telling the story on the panel about when he find you know they suggested him and he was so excited when they called him to offer the job he thought it was a joke (laughs) 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 and they had to call him back and like no no it's real it's real do you want to draw this so he was super excited to be involved um and there was uh a couple other cool things that were announced um she, uh, Cami Garcia is also doing a Black Label series on the Joker and Harley. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has an interesting story where her, um, Cami Garcia's father was an undercover cop. Uh, so oh. she kind of always was in kind of the police world. And she's always had a fascination with forensic psychology. So her concept was, what if Harley was not working at the hospital? but What if she was a forensic scientist? That got pulled in by the Joker, which I think is a cool spin on it because all these, these Black Label and Ink and Zoom, all you know, these are all outside of continuity. So basically, it's just a whole toy box that she could play with. So that Black Label series looks really, really cool. And changing um, uh, subject a little bit, Kelly Sue uh, DeConnick was on the panel, the Black Label panel. Uh, And she's talked about the Wonder Woman Black Label series that she's going to do that sounds really cool. Uh, It's the history of the Amazons through the eyes of the Amazons. And it ends with Steve Trevor landing on the island. Mm. So and uh, she she says she's not sure how big DC will let her go, but she wants to go as big as possible. So, you know, I guess if you wanted to do 12 issues in DC letter, she would do it. So I think that's going to be a really, really cool story. No no necessarily release dates for that, um, but I still think that that's something very cool to look forward to.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, well, this story, you know, we're recording this on Sunday and it was this morning. We kind of, well, at least I saw it this morning. I know you saw it yesterday, but this morning I saw a lot of news stories regarding that new black label book with harley quinn and joker and, and i think i mentioned it to you guys before you know before we recorded it it definitely has that i feel like it has that silence of the lambs you know feel to it yeah um, well she
3: brought up thomas harris on, oh okay on the panel i mean it was it was you know oh, wow. silence of the lamb was was mentioned
1: yeah and i think that's really cool that you mentioned that her father and you know being involved in like you know as a, as a you said he was a an, a detective was well, her no, yeah, I, I, an undercover cop undercover cop wow. right so just being involved in that world of um, you know police and detectives and that sort of thing you know i think that's pretty cool and definitely i think she'll bring a lot to it um but let me ask you guys this out of these books these young adults books um the six that i mentioned um which one you guys are most excited for that let me start with kelly kelly which one are you most excited for
4: i think um at the moment definitely the raven one on the again, on the grounds of getting to see people work in an actual, uh, you know, DC funded project. It's adorable that he was that surprised that they wanted to work with him. Because I mean, his, his artwork's amazing. And his take on the Teen Titans was really, really good and really interesting. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see that one.
1: Right. And Brad, which one are you excited to?
4: Read? Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, maybe it's just
3: because I got so much exposure to it, and actually got a, a, a galley copy to read here soon. That I'm really excited to uh, to read the Raven story. And also, she's going to do she's doing the Beast Boy book, but she's also going to do books on each of the Teen Titans. Oh, uh, right, right. So that's going to be something that we can look forward to over the next course of who knows how long it'll take to get those all out. But I think that. That's going to be a very, very interesting and fun stories to read over the next few years for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm um, definitely same thing. I'm I'm excited for the Raven book. Uh, just the artwork just immediately sold me, and of course uh, Shadow the Batgirl. Uh, I'm a sucker for any and all things Batgirls, so I'm pr- I'm pretty much there. Um, so let's go ahead and wrap up our our comic book coverage with just one quick uh, story here, and uh, this is related to. The comic book, or I would say the uh, prestige format book, that gave us Bruce Wayne's penis, which is, <laughs> which is, is Batman damned. Um, by the way, did you guys did you guys catch a copy of like the the original, the uncensored version? I do have a copy, and Un- I bought the <laughs> <Okay>.
4: <laughs> I was sent a very frantic text message in the middle of the night when that came out. And so I, I never saw it, but I do have the picture that my friend sent me. <laughs> oh, <okay.
2: laughs>
3: well, it's, I, I have this habit of going to the comic shop and uh, generally I'll maybe pick up a few things and then put things on hold. Mm-hmm. And I put damned issue one on hold and I have a coworker who's in the comics. And he's like, you know, he came to me. He said, "Man, I wanted to pick up Batman: Damned Issue One, but I go over there and they're still trying to sell it for forty dollars. And I hadn't picked it up yet. And I was like, oh no! So I ran like, during my lunch hour, I ran over to the comic shop and bought it. And the lady was like, yeah, you're lucky to get this now because this is like going up. So I got in there on the tail end before it went up in value. So I, uh, I, just, hope it, I just hope that value stays up. I think it's already come down considerably, but." yeah i do i was lucky enough to get my hands on a copy
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i I bought i bought mine day one um i just picked it up right after work on wednesdays and uh yeah and then it wasn't until i didn't really read it right away i usually don't read my books until the weekend um but yeah the next day i hear the story of like oh "Oh, yeah you know bruce wayne's penis is in there and i was like what (laughs) excuse (laughs) me like full phone nudity um But uh, yeah, yeah, and and then apparently, yeah, because they were going to censor it. Now the original version is worth a lot more. So, you know, go figure um, how that works out. But as it pertains to this current news story, um, the final issue of the book, it's only three issue series. The final issue number three will finally come out on June 19th. Um, It's been delayed a couple of times. You know, it's always just tough with people's schedules and these miniseries and prestige format books to get things on time you know you know i'm looking at you doomsday clock um (laughs) but uh but yeah you know we kind of touched on it a little bit but have you guys been reading this this storyline uh um what do you guys think so far um brad what what do you think of of the series so far
3: i I like it uh i love the artwork so i'm almost willing to wait if the artwork maintains that quality that we've had i'll i'll wait a few months um i just i I'm loving the way the art looks. Uh, so, and I can't say it was unexpected either. I figured, I
4: figured that would happen. So, I'll wait. Yeah.
1: Uh, I swear Kelly, it
2: would...
1: to me. oh, I'm sorry. Kelly, what, what did you think?
4: I so I haven't, I haven't gotten to read it yet. Um, you know, and actually, all I really knew about that book was just the craziness on Twitter. It was on my list to pick up, and then you know <laughs> didn't go get it the first day, right. and literally just overnight, it went insane. And I, I mean, you know, my friends freaked out as well and it was, like, I didn't see the big deal about all of that. I didn't see it as anything all that crazy, Um, you know, but then I kind of just forgot about it afterwards. And, so. and,
3: and let's face it, it wasn't even
4: drawn, it was in the shadow. So it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> not that big of a deal. It didn't, yeah. like, I was expecting to see some craziness, and, like, that yeah. wasn't, we've seen worse in time. So I, <laughs> But, yeah, that, that's really all I know about the book, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, the whole Twitter verse was like, we finally know what Bruce Wayne's penis looks like. And I was like, <laughs> who, who was waiting?
4: <laughs> like, this was something we've been excited about. It's, I'm, yeah. it's a shadowy picture of, you know, the front of Bruce Wayne naked. It, it happens. He has to change clothes, I'm sure. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> <what> <laughs>
1: yeah yeah you know one thing that uh to touch on the actual book i i, I it's just mayo's artwork it just it just looks so much different than anything else like when you look at
3: yes, his yes, batman well, that's why i like it but it's
1: got yeah it's, it's like every you can see like the stitching on the on on the bat costume uh and it's little things like that you can see it sag and where it bends and you know where it's heavy parts that are heavy like it's not just like you know, clean-cut superhero image. It's like, it just—it's a sense of realism that he brings to like the actual look of the character. Like, you can see—you can see the, you know, it's not—it's not Batman's eyes all white. It's you can see his eyeballs and the skin around his eyeballs and his eyelashes through it. You know, I know it sounds really weird to say it out loud. Like, you know, as super detailed as it gets, but you know, they, you know, we're comic book fans, and it's just—you know—we love to see these characters drawn. In a variety of different ways um so yeah but thankfully finally we're gonna get uh that book june 19th and yeah and i and i guess that's gonna do it for our news coverage uh this week but uh before we go i I, I do want to touch on and ask you guys kind of like what you're reading right now what you're enjoying you know out of the dc universe and 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 all that so um uh let me go ahead and, and start with kelly kelly like what what are you reading what are you enjoying right now
4: so, oddly enough, and I should know when it came out, and I don't, but uh, this past week I started reading the Teen Titans Earth 1. Um, I ordered it on Amazon out of just curiosity, because I heard that the uh, who they put as Raven is Native American, so I kind of wanted to see what Navajo Raven is like. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not that far into it yet, but I, I have been enjoying it. Um, you know, so so we'll see what, how it ends, what it... I had never heard of the book before and it just popped up as you know kind of on my radar so i'm excited to see what what it has
1: okay and brad what, what are you enjoying this week
3: yeah uh well i just started the that raven book it's really good and also one of the other things i was able to get my hands on was a copy of um uh kelly c Deconic's aquaman first arc so i'm enjoying both of those it's
1: Kind of work in the DC world, where I've been reading. Okay, um, cool. Um, for me, uh, again, because I watch the first Swamp Thing episode, I actually went on the DC Universe app and I started reading Alan Moore's run of the Swamp Thing, um, the saga of the Swamp Thing, which is on there. Um, and if you decide to go on there, just check just to be sure. It's it starts with issue two, number twenty. Um, that's when Alan Moore came in and started his uh, uh, iconic run. Um, so I just started that, just for the first two issues. So I'm very early on. Oh, but you're in for a treat. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard this is like one of the all-time greats. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm enjoying that. And also I picked up on Amazon, I picked up... Let me see if I can remember the title here. Um, I picked up this big, like, tome, if you will. It's... Uh, <laughs> DC Comics: A Visual History. It's the updated edition. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to read it. Um, it retails for about fifty bucks, but I got it on Amazon for thirty. It might still be thirty That's on nice. there. But it's it's basically the history of DC Comics, starting with um, when they start first started publishing in nineteen thirty-five with uh, Malcolm Wheeler-Nicholson starting the company, and I. You know, as for me as someone who's kind of fairly new to the DC world, I really am enjoying this book, and I'm just reading it little by little um, and just kind of seeing, learning all these names and uh, all these old books and, you know, kind of like this crazy things that were going on. Like, you know, for example, like during the 40s, during World War II and that post-World War II era where, you know, there was a time where superhero comics, you know, they weren't going to make it like they were they weren't that popular and it's crazy to think about it now you know when we got billion dollar movie franchises but yeah there was a time where you know superhero books weren't as popular as let's say science fiction or horror books um so it's been really fascinating to you know kind of read through it i highly recommend it um it goes year by year and it definitely does like you know little excerpts that stands out for like, you know when Wonder Woman arrived when Deathstroke arrived when he Debuted so, you know again, it's and it's got all the artwork in there um, Yeah, I definitely highly recommend it for you guys to check it out um, nice. but, but yeah, um with that we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping up uh, Kelly. uh what are you working on? Where can people find you? online
4: um, You can find me on Twitter at Kel Gaines Wright, that's G-A-I-N-E-S-W-R-I-T-E, um, and you can see my work on DC Comics News.
2: All right,
1: and uh, Brad, where can people find you?
4: Yeah, you can catch me on Twitter, uh, FlickyB1,
3: uh, F-I-L-I-C-K-Y-B, the number one, and uh, you can find me on DC Comics News, writing news stories and the occasional review, so...
1: It's where no. I am. And what what are you reviewing right now?
3: Well, I, I nothing right now. Um, I the la- I, I've been doing some news stories, but the last thing I reviewed was the uh, Black Lightning season two finale. Oh no! Oh no! No, I didn't. I, I reviewed Scarlet uh, oh, okay. is... which I really really liked. Right
1: on! Right on! Right on. So yeah, yeah, go ahead and uh, check that out. As uh, so for me, um, you can find me on. On Twitter at Joseph Marcus and um, on Instagram Joseph Marcus. I don't post that much on there, but I'm there. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I'm uh, I'm just editing things uh, here and there for DCN. Um, yeah, and uh, so we'll go ahead and uh, wrap up, and then go go ahead, folks, and follow us on social media. You can follow DCN at on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and YouTube at DC Comics News. And uh, be sure to check out uh, The Spinner Rack, which is our sister podcast here at DC Comics News, right here on the DC Comics News Podcast Network. And as always, folks, read more comics.